0: That is uh Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun out there on Saturday. You'll have hear a good one. Uh, Oh, good, good. Yeah, Kevin, I hope you have a good one too. Uh <laughs> that voice you heard in the background. I mean, my gosh, Kevin, if you'll just let me do the introduction here, uh, it is uh Kevin Longquist who um, joins us on a weekly basis. And sometimes uh, he'll be working out. You never know. But uh, Kevin, I was just having a conversation. I wanted to bring you in on. I was kind of. A, I, I was I was wondering now with OU, if we think of OU, and Texas, of uh, leaving. What's the? And let's not count the new the the four new schools. Is Baylor the best coaching job? Uh, I'm talking about football coaching job, in in the Big Twelve. Of the, uh, of, of the schools that are left?
1: Well, that's a really good question, Matt. I think the way to look at that is I would say that they're probably one of the top two jobs in the league. You know, they and Oklahoma State, of course, you know, Mike Gundy's just signed that extension there. That's going to put him there for as long as he wants to be. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at the fact that uh, this is a program in a university athletic department that's committed to winning will do obviously within its power to make sure that it's a winner, And, of course, you know, Art Biles galvanized that kind of atmosphere and attitude that it could win. You know, I think you could be there. Now, I think after that, you know, I would still look at TCU, despite the fact that they've been kind of in this lull for the last four or five years. But it's still a pretty good job because the fact that they've they've committed to it as well. It just hasn't worked out very well for, for Gary Patterson over the last couple of years. But. The long and the short of it is, is is yeah. I mean, I would put Baylor right there among the most attractive jobs in this league because of what its history has shown, pretty much since 2010, the Robert uh, Griffin era, if you will.
0: Yeah, I. That you're right. I mean, it's it's history. Now, let's do the let's do the uh, the the four new ones: BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. UCF obviously has the biggest student body, Cincinnati, has become a powerhouse all of a sudden. And and, and Fickle has that thing rolling. Has he turned Cincinnati into the best football uh, job, or would you you have it almost right there, uh, almost equal with BYU?
1: Probably equal with BYU because Cincinnati's emergence is fairly recent. And BYU has the history, of course. You know, it's been many moons since they won that national title in 1984, but they have that history there. Um, And BYU obviously has that great commitment to win with Cincinnati with Luke fickle. But it's, you know, don't forget Brian Kelly was at Cincinnati before he went to Notre Dame and Brian had a pretty good run there at Cincinnati as well. So, you know, you look at Cincinnati and it's a program that it depends and it's all kind of depending on what happens with Fickle's situation after the season. If he remains there for whatever reason, even though most media members have him out the door as soon as Cincinnati's season is over. um, I I think he's got the opportunity to keep Cincinnati ascending to a level to where it's going to be one of the top three or four programs in the conference. I think what the Big 12 is lacking overall, if you will, Matt, is that alpha like your Alabama and the SEC and Georgia and the SEC and your Michigan-Ohio State-Penn slash State in the Big Ten. It has to be a process of where it will evolve over time so that two or three schools can climb to that level. I think what's going to happen to, te- uh, you know, looking at Texas and Oklahoma, I have this feeling that, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at Texas until they show us otherwise, that they're going to be no different than, than Ole Miss or Mississippi State or somebody along those lines, and Oklahoma might fall into that second tier. I think it all kind of depends on how they shape that conference. If they go to four, fourteen pods, if they or how they handle this.
0: All right, talking to Kevin Longquist uh, of uh, Rivals and the man uh, really enjoy the job he does um, on a on a weekly and, and daily basis, keeping up with a uh, Baylor recruiting, all that kind of thing. And I, I would have to, uh, uh, Kevin. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, I, I'm reading where. There's a pretty uh, impressive list floating around of the um, of the youngsters that are going to show up and are visiting this game. Uh, the recruits are going to be for this eleven a.m. Baylor Texas game uh, Saturday. Is that is that uh, is that accurate? And uh, how important is this weekend recruiting wise for the Bears?
1: Well, it's important for sure. I mean, because the fact that you're looking at number one, you know. The opponent, I was saying, but Texas is always going to be a draw, and just like Oklahoma will be on the 13th of November when they show up. You, you want to get your, your your best recruits and your top names to come to when you've got your top-line opponents there. Um, I, I don't think it's so much a matter of the 2022s that will be there because a lot of the commits will be there. But, for instance, like a kid like um, Maurice Williams, a 2024 kid that, that's out of Houston, he's, he's planning on being there for that. Uh, You know, those types of kids, you want to really make your pitch to the 2023s and the 2024s, make a stronger push to those. So I think you'll see the next two home games where you're going to get your big list on that. And, of course, whether or not anyone commits is unlikely, but at the same time, you want to put your best foot forward. You never look for commitments, really, Matt, when it comes to games like this. You're just looking to build some equity with those recruits and show them what your program is all about, especially what it can be like if you're a part of it during – a game leading up to it and things like that. And of course, you know, eleven Texas game be an eleven o'clock kickoff. I know there's some, some eagerness about maybe that Oklahoma game could be a primetime kickoff if home form kind of holds over the next couple of weeks. But yeah. I, yeah. I, I, but still, hey, Kevin. Kev,
0: Kevin, hold on a second, buddy. Walk to a different part of the uh, area where you're hanging out right now. I'm losing you, losing you there. Uh, as Kevin Longquist is joining us. From rivals, he does a lot of this uh, recruiting, and, and he's talking about some of these different, the, the various classes that uh, that that may show up. Now, Kevin, one thing I really want to get into here is this atmosphere, um, you know, the cornerback from Texas, he tried to backtrack, but he popped off about the Baylor crowd. The Baylor crowd what do you what do you think, uh, Kevin? This atmosphere could be like, and, and do you think this could be? Uh, do you think? I mean, I I think this is quite an opportunity for Dave Aranda and this Baylor team.
1: Yeah, I mean, they do. I mean, look, it's a, you're always going to be playing at your best, and obviously, you know, the comments that are made or things of that nature, Matt. You you know, you can kind of compartmentalize them and use them to whatever advantage you want to. But I think the, the main thing is that. Baylor just needs to focus on what it does well, and I think if they, if they just handle, if they just keep playing the consistent brand of football that they've been playing, pretty much throughout the season, the Oklahoma State game notwithstanding, and really the second half against Iowa State, they'll be fine. I act, I really like their chances to win this game, um, just because of the fact that they can turn it over, and they really have an aura of confidence about them that I think they actually picked up after the Oklahoma State game. It was kind of like. To use an expression, that game, after, that Oklahoma State game, was kind of a come to Jesus moment for them, to to help them realize what they needed to be if they really wanted to try and make a push. Because you know Baylor's got to look at it like this, Matt. They're three and one in the league. Okay, if they beat Texas, that's another step on their way to putting themselves in better contention to compete to get to the Big 12 championship game, and that's really what their focus should be. And whether or not this is going to be Texas's last game in, uh, at McLean same in Waker or whatever the case may be, that's fine. But you know, that, that Texas has got its own problems to worry about rather than that. And, and so does Baylor. And I think if Baylor plays it straight up, they'll win this game.
0: All right. Um, you heard him, man, he's making predictions already. Um, it's, uh, the, the line has been, you know, two, two and a half, uh, bears need to continue to get turnovers and, and cause issues on defense I would say one of the great things about this season and one of the reasons that this team is sitting where it is, Kevin, is the the maturation of some of these defensive uh, linemen. And, and, I mean, these are players that – I mean, it's not like we didn't know T.J. Franklin, Gabe Hall, and some of these guys were talented. We just didn't know when they would all put it together, the Cole Maxwells of the world. And yet Mm – this this is starting to fill uh, a little bit. I'm not saying it's Lynch and, and those guys, but it has a little bit of a feel to that 2019 team that that, that line would become kind of a feeding frenzy in, in terms of meeting at the quarterback. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a great point, Matt.
1: I, and really, you know, David Ryan made a comment this week that he still wants this front to be a little bit better pretty much in both angles, you know, as far as against the run is concerned, and especially with its pass rush. That's probably one of the areas, the two of the areas that they need to get better both ends, if you will. And if you think about the names you just mentioned in Franklin and also with, excuse me, and with a Gabe Hall, those are guys that have really come on and really Gabe Hall in particular, who's, you know, who made the start against West Virginia and then started again against BYU and really has come on over the last, two games that's an important thing that i you know if you look at any program that's on the climb which baylor is it's kind of like anything what you see in september versus what you see in november you hope will be two different things and the team that you see in november will be so far different that you won't recognize the team that you saw in september which is i think where we're at it's kind of like october is kind of like the telling month where you start to where it starts to click and things are starting to look that way of course it can continue saturday against texas but November is when you hit your stride. And, of course, that will start uh, November uh, 6th when they go to TCU.
0: Yeah, and that, that's its own uh, house of horrors for Baylor over the oh, years, yeah. and we'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll see because uh, Gary's been known to put some things together. Uh, you know, this, this running game, this one-two punch has been nice. The Big 12 has tremendous running backs. I mean, you know, yeah. right – from from Brees and Abram and Ebner, and it just goes right on down. Bijan Robinson comes in here, and and arguably, I mean, this is a guy that's uh, you know, if they were playing better and had more wins, he would be in the Heisman race. Um, Bijan, is he is he power and speed from what you've been able to determine, and how how big of a test do you think this is for this Bears defense?
1: He's the best running back that they'll face. And, of course, they saw Brees Hall uh, against Iowa State about a month ago. Um, but, you know, there's some really talented backs, as you said. Uh, it's a speed and power uh, combination. I think the one thing is, is that if Texas is going to be successful in this game, it's got to be better on first and second down because it's put itself in a lot of third down and long situations. And that's kind of what's caused their second-half meltdowns against Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and but as far as robinson is concerned yeah he's a horse uh you know you don't i don't care who you're running against whether it's tcu or what you do against oklahoma i mean if you're running for 200 yards 150 yards things like that you've got a little bit of talent and some of that is on your own if your offensive line isn't doing it for you but i think this is going to be a greater challenge and of course Baylor's going to see other running backs down the line they're going to see kennedy brooks uh in a couple of weeks as well at ou so you know, you're just going to get tested every week, you know, and, and you just have to understand what it is your styles are. But the equalizer for Baylor is that their linebacker group is so good and so deep that they can read that. And that's why they've been able to shut running games down for the most part. That's why Brees Hall, even though he had a couple of big runs against Baylor back in September, that was kind of, you know, for the most part, they shut him down. And, of course, with Tyler Algier BYU – he did nothing, so I think that's a group. I think, in particular, is just watch what the Baylor linebackers do against Robinson on Saturday.
0: All right. Well, I'm excited. I wish you would get to town early and drop by Common Grounds where I'll be doing a live show from four to six Friday afternoon. I know you have commitments to the Alito broadcast, so you probably can't do that. But uh, no, sir. Kevin, this this <laughs> is going to be fun. This will be fun. It's going uh be a and, lot of fun. It really will be. Look. Look forward to see you, seeing you in the press box, okay? Save a, save a chopped barbecue sandwich for me.
1: I will do that. I'll put your name on it.
0: Okay. I, I, there's one with my name on it. That's, that's happened. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is Longquist, and we got him to a, a good sell. I was worried. He was getting wonky on us.